Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Fright Guest, episode number 36. I am one of your hosts, Josh. Sitting across the table from me is the doctor of filmonomics, Greg the Movie Guy. We need to watch more movies, stat. And I like how you say that he's sitting across the table from you when actually it's just a talking head on the he, iPad. He kind of is, though. I mean, I can see him. <laughs> he's across the table. To my left. Which left is that? To my right. <laughs> Fuck. This is going to be a fun podcast already. To my right is the doctor of everything else, Patrick. To my left, for her first fright cast, and hopefully not her last after this fiasco, we got Maddie joining us tonight. Hey, everybody. Hey, we are excited to have you join the group. Yeah, I think I'm the first woman that's ever answered an ad on the internet to hang out in someone's basement who's lived through it, so I'm pretty excited. (laughs) Well, the podcast isn't over yet. It's just starting. We got a whole hour. Maddie, uh, what are we supposed to do here? I mean, we talked to a few people about joining us here on the podcast. I don't want to say we settled on you, because... (laughs) Because actually, we're truly excited to have you as part of the group. And uh, we, we asked you a bunch of questions while you were here. And one of them was, what attracts you to horror film and actually wanted to be part of this podcast? And I'm just throwing you to the wolves here right now and having you talk a little bit about that. Well, I had very lax parents, so I started watching horror movies at about eight. And I have watched them ever since. I love horror movies. It's about 97% of what I watch. And I wanted to come and talk to somebody about the stuff I watch because therapists are expensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you could just sit there and talk to yourself, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then the therapist <laughs> would be even more needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how good horror movies are made. Exactly. I mean, I'm excited to have Maddie. I'm excited to have a, a new voice to the podcast. I think it's going to be a, new, a nice little fresh. A fresh point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and she'll probably just be like, she'll school the shit out of us anyway. And quite frankly, I think we were tired of it just being a sausage party here all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So, tonight we're going to do a little bit of uh, our our topic tonight is best opening sequences, which is kind of a cool topic that Patrick came up with last week. And our feature tonight is going to be talking about the movie uh, High Tension. But before we get to that is uh, Greg is going to take us through some news. Go for it, Gregory. It's the news. Are you going to put like a cool like music sequence? Because that's not going to work. What did I just do? What did I just do? That's, that was not. We got to figure something out for that. Patrick. We'll, we'll see what I will we'll try. I will do. try new ones every time we do this. We, I will try a new one. We edit that podcast and we will edit that out. Go, Greg. All right. So first article that I came across here in the news in the horror genre. Paramount Michael Bay developing horror movie Meet Jimmy. That is M-E-E-T, not ribeye steak meat, Jimmy. So Thank I, you, Greg, for the clarity. I want to be I want to be earlier. clear. I want to be clear. <laughs> so I, I came across this article and it got me thinking because I remembered that Michael Bay had done uh his was a producer on A Quiet Place. Yeah. And seeing that he's now doing this production for Meet Jimmy, 
is Michael Bay leaving the horror genre and tempting his fate in the horror genre? You just said, is he leaving the horror genre and tempting his fate in the horror genre? Action. I meant action. Okay. My bad. Or did he say I'm one beer genre? in for yeah. the horror genre? <laughs> I don't think he's going that way. <laughs> but what uh, what what are your guys' thoughts on hearing this? It scares me to death. So maybe that I mean he's accomplished what he wanted to do without even making a movie. Yeah, right. I mean, as Michael, I can't really. I'm not excited about anything that Michael Bay ever. I don't hear his uh, his name and get really excited about the stuff he puts out. I know he was a producer on A Quiet Place, but what did he really do for that yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, the explosions. That was, that was the explosions. <laughs> explosions. Uh, I mean, that was all John Krasinski, as I, far as I'm concerned. I mean, what I can see the benefit of him doing is is just throwing a lot of money at it. Yeah, pretty but much. What does that mean? Can he tell a good story or not? There's no substance to his movies right now other than pure action. He's pretty much ruined every 80s baby's childhood. <laughs> so he's basically just co-tailing on this genre and trying to keep himself relevant in whatever is going on here. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Do you have any hmm? details on that movie, Greg, besides Michael Bay? I mean, is there any like, do they give you they, info? Do they say who's it? playing Jimmy's Meat? <laughs> what it's about we'll start with what Vin it's about Diesel is playing Jimmy's Meat uh, <laughs> they really didn't give a lot of content to what the movie's going to be about oh, just perfect. more of I said oh perfect his movies don't have any content anyway so I think right. you so have, he's right have on the par plot from- yeah you have the plot right there <laughs> no just more of like who's directing who's writing who else is producing and I know, it's just the, the Michael Bay and the horror genre. It kind of, it's like oil and water for me. Jimmy's Meat will be played by The Rock, by the way. <laughs> Jimmy's Meat. <laughs> nice. Oh, great. All right. In the next article that I found, King's Dr. Sleep movie will be very faithful to the novel. I, I'm intrigued by this because I love the movie The Shining. And I know, Patrick, you're the only one who has uh, who's actually read Dr. Sleep, but you weren't a fan, correct? Okay, this 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 will be my issue with it is that people are going to want to connect the two, the movie The Shining, which was so separate from what the book was, to the movie Doctor Sleep, which they're saying is going to try to adhere to the book as much as possible. Right. So then you have two dramatically different interpretations of Stephen King novelizations. Second thing is Doctor Sleep did not impress me all that much. It was fine as a book. I don't see how they could follow the book as closely as possible and make it an interesting movie. Have any of his movies tied that closely to his books? I mean, is there really an accurate... 1922. It's like word for word. Gerald's Game is close too, right? The problem with Stephen King, if they try to adhere to the book too closely, then you're stuck with a lot of boring dialogue because he doesn't write dialogue for movies. He writes dialogue for books. Yeah. And with the books, he's able to back up that dialogue with a bunch of thought process before the character speaks. Yeah. So he's book smart versus being yeah, definitely, movie smart. Yeah, definitely. So okay. it, ta- it takes someone like a Darren Bot or something like that that can take the source material and make it into a really good movie. Yeah, I, okay. I feel like Stephen King movies are so hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Like there are some that are great and then there are... Then there's Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, then there's Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. <laughs> right. Some people would say that's great. Just so you know, there's people out there that will fight you for those words. Just saying. Okay. But it's Gerald's game. Come I thought fight was, us. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, who's directing that? Because you had mentioned it was... 
it's I can't remember the, his name, but it's the same guy that did Gerald's Game, right? And I love um, Gerald's Game. Whose I name I can't really think good, of? He's, a really he movie. did Hush, um, right. also. Yeah, I just can't think of his. So it may name. end up being a good interpretation of Doctor Sleep, which I would appreciate. He seems to really like get Stephen King's material, mm-hmm. though. Mike Flanagan is the yeah, director. There you, you go. Okay. Uh, he seems so, to get that content. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always interested to see what people do with Stephen King stuff. All right, and then for number three, the last one that I found here, this is just a fun one that I came across, but do you guys collect or do you have any of the, the Funko Pop vinyl little figures at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Awesome. I actually, awesome. I've got a... Awesome. awesome. Wow. Awesome. But there's no opening. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. You're not even here tonight and we're beating on you. Right. I, uh, I've got a, a small collection and I'm actually looking to grow that collection because I think they're really cool little figures. And this, uh, I swear to God, what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I used to make fun of people that collect those. And now I actually like, I collect them. I've got a small collection, but I'm looking to grow that collection. <laughs> Keep going, Greg. We're, we're sorry, buddy. Keep going. You guys are evil. So Funko is going to be releasing uh Sackhead Jason and blood splatter Michael pops coming very soon. Ooh. So if you're fans of the horror genre, which I know at least four people here, something to consider. Some of that to your collection. To your collection. That is what I've got for the news. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to go uh, straight into what we've been watching, watching, right? Yeah, cool. Maddie, do you want to start? I'm sure. I'll probably disappoint you guys. I had a midterm this week. So the only thing Ooh. I really watched was my life flashing before my eyes. And then I watched <laughs> our feature. But uh, How was the what, first thing? You know what? From what I understand, that's more than what Greg did. That's yes, true. I'm one up. I'll take that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Greg, what did you watch this week? So I haven't been able to watch a lot of movies. I've got my parents in town and we've been doing some work in our basement. But last Friday, Saturday night, excuse me, uh, Emily and I got to go see somebody that I've been wanting to see for a long, long time. We got to go see Gabriel Iglesias, a comedian who's hilarious. Fluffy. Fluffy, yes. He's yeah. known as Fluffy. Fluffy? That's his Why? stage name? Yeah, well, he's a big, fat dude. <laughs> so sometimes people call fat people, me, Fluffy. Fluffy. So I've no, been called Fluffy before. I thought you were called a fluffer. Well, I've been called that, I've been called that before, too. <laughs> Usually that job goes to Greg, but sometimes Greg can't always show up. So this segment sucks right now because nobody's watching anything. Patrick, did you watch anything this week? You know what? I did watch something this oh, week. Oh, I can't wait to hear I about had, it. I, I watched a couple of movies, but that's not what I'm going to promote because I always said that I want to save this one for something that I would suggest to other people watch. But the newest season of Orange is the New Black dropped on Netflix, and I am addicted to that show. And I'm just keeping myself from binge watching it because that's what I do every single time. And then I have to wait months upon months upon months for the next season. So I'm trying to space this out just a little bit. So ahead, Orange Greg. is yes, a New Greg. Black on Netflix. I, I have questions. When I watched the last season, I think it was season five, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, when I watched season five, I was highly disappointed. How is it turning out so far? I'm only two episodes in and I really like it so far because they are in a maximum security prison now. They got moved out of the old one into a really, really tough prison. Okay. I'm yeah. excited to check that out then. Yep. So Orange is the New Black. Is that it? Streaming on Netflix. Yep. All right, cool. Because we, we, we kind of missed two films in our what we've been watching sequence, I'm going to go back really quick to, to news. And sorry, Maddie. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying we didn't talk about them. I, I, some things in news that I wanted to – some things I wanted to talk about tonight, though, really quick, though, that I forgot about and I just remembered was uh, – so Walking Dead season mm-hmm. nine? 
is about That's to kick off. You're a watcher of that show, I am a watcher Patrick. Of it. So the news about Rick Grimes, I can't think of his name, not coming back after this season. Right. I just want to get your thoughts on that really quick. Do you think <clears throat> the show is going to live any longer it's, it's, without him? It's really going to struggle with just Norman Reedus leading the group. Yeah. I think because Do you watch Walking Dead, Betty? No. no. Because okay. <laughs> because Rick Grimes is such an in- integrated part of the show. Yeah. I mean, it's about Rick Grimes more than anything else. So they're really going to struggle. I think uh, I probably see it lasting one more season after he's done. Gotcha. And the other thing I wanted to throw out, too, was the announcement that uh, we have to wait till summer of 2019 to get Stranger Things season three, which really sucks. It's a bummer. Yeah. Do you watch that? Have you watched that, Maddie? No, I don't watch that either. Okay, what, that's what, all right. What's the hold up on it? I have no idea what the hold up is. I just know that they've shot a bunch of it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because part of the problem with working with kids is they grow up so freaking yeah. fast. I mean, it's like they're going to be in season five and they're going to be at college. You yeah. Know? And I know one of them is at least they were dual filming because they were <laughs> in it. Right. Part two as well. Yeah. So uh, that might have been an issue as well. Did you say uh, summer 2019? Yes. Do you think they're trying to stagger it with Game of Thrones because it's their final season? Maybe they don't want to release it when you have another huge release coming out. Maybe. I mean, last year they dropped it right around Halloween. Yeah. And Walking Dead was going on. And because that since one's well. on HBO and one's on Netflix, I don't think it's uh, oh, really a. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying that I don't think they serve the same audiences. Maybe. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, my brain just went like left for a second. I'll come back. Well, we've been watching. So because our feature was so like, you know, it lived in such a bloody area this week, which we don't really travel into very often. I was like priming myself with something else so i watched i'm gonna get shit on just watch just wait for the bomb to just drop so i watched 31 patrick he's oh, writing no, so never not, mind. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I found, I found 31 interesting okay well we guys you know, rob's you've been it's sh- rob zombie yeah i, I mean. know that's what i was waiting for i was waiting for no. the, the the old dump no it's so, what i expected from rob zombie um, which is a dump <laughs> so uh so yeah i watched 31 this movie holds up um i still really enjoy it it's not the best of his movies it's not the worst of his movies i would definitely check out 31 if you can find it streaming somewhere right so i watched 31 it's a good time right. i like that movie so of of the rob zombie movies where would you put that i mean like if you had a top five um i mean he's probably I, made five but yeah uh so It'd probably go uh, Devil's Rejects, Halloween, House of Thousand Corpses, 31. Okay. All right. So I can't do Lords of Salem. I just can't do it anymore. I've tried. I finished it. It's just dog shit. I can't do it. So anyway, that's what we've been watching, kind of. We kind of watched some things this week. Uh, so the the sequence that we're the, – the kind of the new thing uh, we're going to do this, this week, the topic, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick should introduce because it was his topic. Well, that's something I – kind of ran across while we were researching stuff for Halloween because Halloween was listed as one of these things. And so the topic this week is the best horror film opening scenes. Yeah. But we would throw out some thoughts about what we thought were some of the best opening scenes that really captured us, pulled us into the movie. Yeah. And then I was saying to myself, maybe it didn't even need to pull us into the movie, but maybe they, it could have sat there as a short film itself. You know, yep. that type of thing, because the movie didn't have to be great. But I it, think uh, a, a strong opening sequence really sucks. Like, the rest of the movie could suck, really. But if you got a strong, like, opener, it's going to power through that movie. Right, right. So, Greg, you want to start? 
I, I don't have to start, but I can. Yeah, start, Greg. All right. I'll go down my list of 14 that I have. Do we want to go? Okay, so not have 14. we did not <laughs> talk about kidding. this. I've got seven. We, seven. We do this every single time. Are we going to round robin or are we just going to go through our five? Let's go, go through the five. Let's go, go through, through the five. five. Okay, that's cool. Go, Greg. All right. So first on my list, uh, I'm going to throw out as an honorable mention. Of course, Greg. Is the seven. intro scene. What? Nothing. Go ahead, Greg. Okay. Is the, uh, the intro opening scene to uh, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I thought it was just a, a great setup to something that wasn't expected because that was his very first movie ever done. You knew how weird Rob Zombie was, but you didn't just you didn't know how far the pendulum was going to swing on that. And I think he set it up just perfect for his entire career. So that was that's uh, my honorable mention. I follow that with the opening scene to Ghost Ship. Okay, <laughs> keep going, Greg. <laughs> was that, a, was that um, an honorable mention as well? Uh, I'll tag it at number five. Okay. I, I like how everything was set up. I, I liked everything that they did to do what they did. I really wish the movie had been better, but I think the opening sequence of that is far superior to the rest of the movie. So I just like that one. It's got that cool, uh, like wire cutting sequence, right? right that's the, that's way the opens, opening sequence. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm following that with the opening sequence to the movie wrong turn. Again, just really liked how it set it up really gives you that sense of mystery and terror of, what the hell is on the top of the hill and all that. So wrong turn was numbers four. Uh, following that with 2005's Dawn of the Dead. I don't know that I can say much more except I really liked it and I thought it was a really good opening sequence. Especially like the scene where she's driving off down the road and they do that full pullback and you see the explosions and the rest of the, the world going into mayhem. Number two, I have 1978's Halloween. I uh, really liked the first-person camera setup that they did behind the mask and how everything evolved from that. And then finally, I think the the one that's going to be on everybody's list is the opening scene to Scream. Potatoes, man. Potatoes. Because <laughs> you just took two of mine. So uh, He's got a couple of mine as well. So Cool. I'm going to jump in then. My honorable mention as well was Ghost Ship. Just, just I mean, it was a suck-ass movie, but, yes. <laughs> but it was – a memorable opening. You've never seen such a mass murder at one time. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then just watching these people just slide off their bodies and stuff like that after they've been cut through. It was just pretty cool opening. My other honorable mention was uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay. It's the opening where uh, Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd are sitting there and talking back and forth and the radio cuts out. So they're forced to talk to each other. And he says, oh, you want to see something really scary? Have you guys ever seen this movie? I don't remember. Oh, that I've you seen need it. to see that opening scene. So those are my two honorable mentions. Twilight Zone. Um, Greg had already mentioned Dawn of the Dead. The reason I enjoyed that opening so much is, one, it was pretty much nonstop, but it also introduced the new type of zombie because these yeah. were fast-paced mm -hmm. zombies. They were running yep. and all sorts of shit. So that one really stuck with me. I agree with Halloween because of the POV of the killer. Also, with the reveal of him being a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yes. Good call. Scream. Yes, you said that that was going to be in there. But I because of the fact this was a 13-minute intro, I mean, you were already almost a quarter of the way into this movie. Yeah. Or, or Your first quarter, act is pretty but, much done. Yeah. And, and it also introduced a brand new killer, which was mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So then my two, then, that are unique so far is Jaws. 
We got that. Yeah. We got Jaws? the got the big shark. Did I grab one of yours? That's there? right. I'm not going to have any to talk right. about. Let's do this. <clears throat> and, cool. And to me, these are synonymous. You can you, you can pick either one. It, the sewer scene. Yeah, that's a good sequence. Yeah. And yeah, I had that on my list as well. And just for the sake of, I didn't want to have too many on there, but it. I think it's an iconic scene. I mean, yeah. Either one. That's I why I said they, you can use either one because Tim Curry's was just as effective as Garsgard's. No, 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 I will, I will fight there because I mean, let's be honest. When, that's that's that new sequence where he rips the arm off of Georgie was way. But but I guess what I'm saying is if you take it into consideration when the first it came out, yeah, it has made your for age TV. then and yeah. everything else. I mean, it was still pretty damn effective. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Maddie, you want to go? Uh, sure. Since mine are all gone. <laughs> <laughs> I actually only had one that uh, Greg took. I love the opening scene of House of a Thousand Corpses. It Yay! Absolutely. But House of a Thousand Corpses is also one of my favorite movies, so I probably would have thrown it up there anyway. I think number five on my list was Hellraiser. I love that entire Ooh, movie, yeah. but just that first sequence is so cool. I love the opening scene in Saw, the original one, just yeah. because I love that it loops back at the end and you're forced to think back. Right. So I guess it's not the opening scene itself, just kind of the connection with it. Uh, number three is Cigarette Burns by John Carpenter. I do not know that one. It is was part of the Masters of Horror series where they had a bunch of people. I think it was the only decent one that oh, was made, to be honest. Watch but it, that one. It's really wa- cool. I've been watching the Masters of Horror lately. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, this is that House of a Thousand Corpses. And then my number one is definitely Martyrs. That's sitting on the table right there. Yay. It's such a kick in the teeth, and I think it really just introduces such a how brutal that the movie is. So I just love that it just starts out with just a blast in the face. And I'm really excited. I can't wait to watch this thing. I'll go really quick because I only got like two left. So I wrote down in no particular order uh, any Final Destination movie, any opening sequence, That's any kind of Final Destination, right? Again, yeah. Take it's a car, replace it with a roller coaster, yeah. replace it with a you know cruise ship. I don't yeah. So any one of those, uh, I'm not a fan of the series, but I know that those kick off for anybody that watches those movies. Those kind of kick off pretty fast, um, kind of get you into it really quick. Mm-hmm. The other one that nobody mentioned for me was uh, It Follows. Yep. And I hate that movie. Let me just throw that out there really quick because uh, – I hate that movie, but the opening sequence, the way it sets up what like the pacing of the movie right, is going right. to be and just what exactly you are dealing with. Well, cause you, the camera follows her around. She's running around the street in high heels and then runs back into the yeah. house and then jumps in the car. Yep. And, and then, you know, ends up on the beach with her leg, uh, in a bent all the way back. backwards. Yeah. Um, it's oh, fucking hate that movie so much. I think I've said that on this podcast, a hundred times and I'll keep saying it, but the sequel, the opening sequence set a nice pace. And then the three that were stolen from me, uh, but, uh, I will happily mention again, uh, Jaws, uh, that opening sequence for that time. And just the fact that you see nothing mm-hmm. is just terrifying. Yeah. That whole scene where she's holding, holding onto the thing in the water. The boy. The, yeah. Is just terrifying watching him, uh, drag her around. Right. Uh, everybody mentioned scream. That's just, to me, that was a given. We've already talked about that. I don't need to talk about that anymore. My favorite of all of them, though, uh, as far as opening sequences go, was uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. That just, that pace and what it set up. And that sequence where 
they have that long shot down the hallway and it's that girl at the end of the mm-hmm. hall and she uh, she runs and the door shut and she like she kind of kicks up or whatever and that whole thing is just I love that movie just overall right. anyway but the pace of that opening sequence is just fire I also found it amazing how quickly the husband turned yeah oh, right yep. yeah yep, yep. I mean that did, you. I mean you expect a, a lengthy amount of time, but yeah. no, and then boom, he was up attacking. And yeah. Everything else. So that opening sequence is just straight. Fire. So from the so. tally that we have, uh, there were two movies that actually had three tallies. The rest of them had either two or one. Dawn of the Dead and Scream tied for first. So there you are. Yeah. yeah. That's our topic. Cool. You know what's cool about this topic is because now we've got a new topic for some time, which is best ending to a horror movie. That's right. So happy ending still a horror movie. All right. All right. And we all like happy Josh's favorite. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> since you mentioned martyrs, I'm really excited about checking out martyrs and, uh, you know, I'll hopefully share that down the line. I'll well, it that. is one of the most ferocious horror films ever made according to fearnet.com. Yeah. It's so, fun. All right. I'm excited. So let's get to our feature because I don't know how much time we got left. Yeah, we're at that and, time. Uh, we need to, uh, Get crack a lacking on this. So when we talked to Maddie, we did this whole thing about the uh, the Mount Rushmore right. of horror filmmakers, mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, Alejandro Aha was on yep. her list, and then she mentioned High Tension. And as we kind of got through our our meeting and everything, we kind of decided what we should watch, and then realized that you and Greg had never seen right. High Tension. Yeah. I love that movie. That was on her list. So our feature tonight is. Attention. And I've got notes up the wahoo. And oh, yeah. uh, before we get into the notes, because um, I know Greg doesn't have any, uh, do you want to tell us what uh, you know? Okay, high yeah. tensions about <clears throat> high tension, which originally was released in France in 2003, in the states in 2005, with a horrible, horrible name of Switchblade Romance, which they then changed to High Tension. Best friends Marie and Alexia decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alexia's parents secluded farmhouse but on the night of their arrival the girl's idyllic getaway turns into an endless night of horror when a homicidal delivery man arrives at the house on imdb 6.8 with a meta score of 42 rotten tomato critic score of 40 percent but the audience seemed to enjoy it with a 67 percent rating mm. That's a lot higher than I would have thought. Really? That's low for me. I thought that was low. Oh. I, I, it really. fits in about right where I thought it would be. <clears throat> okay. Really? Okay. Greg, what, what, what about you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then this, this discussion could be, could be good. Right. I don't know who wants to kick it off. I know you have notes. I can throw out my really quick two cents, and then I'll happily, like, Patrick's got a page and a half. I don't know what Maddie brought. <laughs> But for me, I'll just throw out my real quick two cents, and then uh, we can uh, we can pass it on to the uh, people who did their homework. So I know I've seen this movie a handful of times. So I know that I understand that this movie doesn't work. So I get that out of the gate. Okay, I get it. So. What I, I my questions for this movie are: Is this movie shot from Marie's point of view? But do we see it from Alexa's point of view? Does it, or Alex's point of view? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Patrick's just like waiting to get in there. Well, I am um, because I've got plenty of notes at the end of my other notes that addresses <laughs> a lot of this. I'm really excited to talk about this one, by oh, the way. Yeah. No, okay. Well, let me get this out. This last little thing out. The So the guy at the beginning, <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. The guy with the, the head at the beginning of the movie in the truck. Right. And, and once again, audience, this movie came out in 2005 yeah, so in the United spoilers. States, so yeah. there is spoilers up yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you know, yeah. but there's nothing, yeah, that we can't talk about. Again, the sequence doesn't work, but it's nicely gross, and mm-hmm. it's you know, visually, like, <laughs> fun to look at. So I'm just throwing that out there. Again, my last little thing is I get that this movie doesn't work. Who wants to go? I'll go ahead and jump in. No, I I don't think it works either. There are plot holes that you could drive a truck through. Speaking of which, that truck in there, I think if you buy one of those, you should automatically put on the sex offender registry. Like, everybody that's had one of those creepy trucks has always been a creeper. Either that or mark the side with ice cream symbols and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, you, exactly. need, you shouldn't be within a thousand feet of a school if you have one of those. Um, no, I... I think this is a really fun movie. I enjoy watching it, but at the same time, like every time I do watch it, I feel like I'm looking for something that kind of ties it together or makes it make sense. And Mm -hmm. I've never found it. Can't find it. But I, I love that murder scene in the house. Like when just shit's going down, I think it's so, I don't want to say creepy, but there's something about it that's kind of disturbing because it is more realistic than a monster coming in. Do you mean the murder scenes as a collective? Yes, as a collective. No, as a collective. I just think that whole scene in the house where they're, you know, just fucking shit up, I think is just absolutely amazing (laughs) because it is creepy. Like there have been times where people have just bust into people's houses Mm -hmm. and just had this huge massacre. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that alone kind of makes this movie effective, even if nothing else right. works, because right. it kind of brings that more realistic kind of element to it, as opposed to like, oh, here comes Jason, yeah. your, your buddy. Mm-hmm. Here comes Jason. <laughs> your buddy. Jason, <laughs> Jason or Michael. <laughs> Jason or Michael. One of those guys. I just, just call some- him Jamichael. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just love that more realistic sequence, even though I do think the effects are kind of awful. That spot where he where he pops his head off with the cabinet, with the cabinet? is the worst. Yeah, some I think of the I've worst seen. effects. It's, awful. But, uh, it's yeah. terrible, but it's still. I, but the thing is, I've seen worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah you know, they blended the edges, I guess. But it was yeah. still, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was still just a little rough. To watch, but I also I watch for that stuff, and I'm kind of a stickler about it. Yeah, especially I I don't think this movie was made with like five bucks, so no. I kind of expected yeah. them to pony up a little bit more. But who knows? Maybe they yeah maybe they were having some budget issues with that well, creepy and, truck. And <laughs> the more I read about it, this was like an introduction of this type of horror to France. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the first people to do this type of horror. So maybe they, I mean, maybe it was approached with the idea of, we don't know what we're doing yet, but we're going to try to make it work as well as possible. Which is funny. Cause this is actually one of my introductions to more extreme mm-hmm. horror movies. And it's just been a rabbit hole since. And the FBI is going to come to my house. <laughs> soon. But like, I think you're right because, and I think it was pretty effective because France has put out some consistently just bomb mm-hmm. horror movies, yeah. and they have been more a little more extreme than couple than what's been coming out. I yeah, feel like definitely right. over here, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Keep going, Manny. Or you got? I, I I, I, I'm just really excited to yeah. see that this, okay. page of notes. This yeah. is I. I will say I watched this movie and I enjoyed this movie and I was angry at this movie. Okay. okay. Yay. Anger. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, it, I had this such a weird. You know, I, I watched it last night. Had my headphones on, watching on my iPad, and it made me think about it all freaking day to day. And that's part of you know because I was so angry. I was like, fucking plot holes and all this other <laughs> fucking shit and goddamn it, I need. <clears throat> and and then because I was thinking about it all day, I had this overwhelming sense of deja vu that I've seen this movie before, and that was pissing me off. But the more I read about it and everything else, I started finding some answers that maybe I'd like to see what your guys' responses are to it. Yeah. I'm going to kind of go through with my notes as I was watching the movie because that's what I do. I'll watch it and write something down as I'm going on. I thought it had an extremely strong opening Mm -hmm. um, with Marie running through the woods to get help. You know she's being chased. You don't know what's going on. She bangs on the window of this car and then immediately it flips over to what was going on before this. So it was kind of a Tarantino setup type thing. Let's work our way from the back to the front. Mm-hmm. But uh, it does, it does give you the end of that movie at the beginning of that movie. Cause it does show her sitting in that mental hospital. <clears throat> right. Which is, a, which is going to be important to my comments later. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. I, but I agree that, you know, she's sitting there in the nur- or at the, excuse me, at the, the, the hospital, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a camera. And one of the first things she says is, you know, is, are we rolling or whatever she said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, I thought it was a great example of starting with the end. It was a dubbed hybrid, which kind of bothered me. I would rather watch and read subtitles than than listening to, you know, because Greg had this complaint about it, was that it, it didn't match the lips. And that always yeah. bugs me on things like that. But there was enough of it that was in French with subtitles and everything else, you know. The bit where Coveralls McRapey literally got head in the <laughs> Coveralls McRapey. Yeah. Great. That's okay. That's, that's what I refer now. to him now as Coveralls McRapey. <laughs> you know, that he literally got head in that truck at the starting of the film. I totally did not expect him to drop a severed head out. This was a question that I have though, because if you look at it, the head looks like Alexia, which to me is a plot hole later on. God, I didn't even look at it that close. Okay. So, I think I read something that it was actually like a cast of the director's head, but I could be wrong. Yeah, which changed. makes yeah. it worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a question about the the point of the cornfield scene when they stop the car. She goes running out in the cornfield and the other Marie starts chasing her out in the cornfield and then Alexia jumps in the car and tries mm-hmm. driving off without her. What was the point of that other than uh, just filler? Ten, filler yeah, it was filler, just, tension, yeah. whatever like that. Speaking of tension, I feel that the name of the film was an apt description of the movie itself. I felt tension throughout the entire yeah. mm-hmm. thing. That cornfield, that cornfield, that cornfield sequence, mm-hmm. I think is an attempt to build their relationship and their friendship. Even though I kind of feel like they already touched on that. They in already the car did that in the ride. car driving up. Cause um, they were just talking, the way they talked to each other. Yeah. Um, kind of already established. Yeah. Even with the conversations in the house where Alex, yeah, Alexia is talking about, you know, she prefers men who are already, committed and all this other stuff yeah it's like they they were really open about their uh friendship just some subtle things that bothered me when they were in the house it was like super windy you could hear all the wind but when she went outside to have a cigarette there was no wind whatsoever and just little inconsistencies like that. i didn't notice that it's it's my attention to detail that drives me crazy at first i wrote was the masturbation necessary uh yeah 
Well, for you it was. <laughs> no, I meant no. no, I meant the masturbation in the movie. Oh, yeah, no, I probably didn't. didn't yeah, need probably. To be there. But when, but when you think about the <clears throat> twist later on, I think there's an answer to that. Oh, good point. Okay, so we'll come back. We'll circle back around. Yeah, let's revisit the masturbation. The yeah, we'll revisit masturbation cool. together. Uh, together, okay. <laughs> This isn't what no, I signed up. Then it's not quite. Then it's not quite. Mas- it's still masturbation, I guess. The decapitation kill I found was interesting. It's not one I'd seen before. So yeah, Do you feel I, like I you- kind of wondered if it was like physically possible. It's not. There's no way. One time. No, not no. no I mean, she would have had to knock him against the head at least a few times yeah. to knock the head yeah. off his shoulders, yeah. right? Yeah. Let me try it. I just made a note. It says, "Oh, not much story to this." I just dove right in, which is fine because yeah. that's what the story is. Little things like how did Alexia not hear a thing uh, going on when the dad was being murdered and and the mom was screaming and the dog was barking and yeah that was something I didn't get she had earbuds oh she did but still either cotton or earbuds in her ears you could see them I feel like if someone's like screaming literally bloody murder yeah yeah. you'd still be able to hear if not I want those headphones I love movies that make me jump and there was a couple places in this movie that made me jump and one of them was the mom's last (gasps) yeah right before she whispered something to Marie and that got me why do you think she she cut her hand off though that I thought was really random like she'd already cut her neck open and then they kind of show like a severed hand like hanging out over there and I was like why did you do that it was the hand I think with the phone in it the phone in it it? I I don't I mean I don't she wasn't going to be able to call anybody yeah I I will have to say I did not notice that yeah yeah so I'm gonna have to go back hanging out over there Uh, the jumps going back to the jumps real quick Patrick. uh there was one spot uh and it's at the very end of the movie when she's asking, can she see me? And she, the girl, uh, Marie looks up at the mm-hmm. glass and then she just puts her hands out mm-hmm. for some reason. It got me. Yeah. 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 There was, there was a few pants. places like we go back into Alexia's room and she's tied up with a chain and all this. You didn't see the guy carry a chain in. You didn't see him go back out to the car yes. to get it or anything like that. I thought that was a little odd. The photo collection on the rearview mirror, I thought, was a really nice touch. Yeah. You know, because then you see, like, 16 different women that this has happened to. So then you wonder if, you know, when the twist happens, does that still carry over? Yeah. I think it added some depth to it. Like, so you weren't thinking something like that could happen. Yeah. I want the key fob, by the way. That little character, his logo on the side of the truck and the key fob with a smiley face. I don't know why. It just looked really cool. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy was the gas attendant, gas station attendant. Yeah. He was talking to the guy, the guy saying, yeah, I bet you bring women in here all the time. He goes, well, no, if I did that, I'd get fired. Well, you know what? He got the ax either way. Okay. Oh. There's the joke. Yep. And the setup. And the hit. I wrote squatter toilets, yuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're gross. They splash. Anyway. Oh, my God. I love that they use Muse. In the soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, it was a great song. Yeah. Uh, Newborn was the name of the song. Yep. Anytime anybody uses Muse. There was the car chase scene. How did he know about the gun? Why did he not take the gun and not just the bullets? Because he's dropping the bullets out the window and she looks in the gun. There's no bullets, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a question about that, what the plastic place after the crash happens. She goes running in the woods and mm-hmm. there's all this plastic. I didn't know what it was for like the first three minutes. Until they'd had an overhead shot. And I said, oh, it's a fucking greenhouse. Yeah. 
okay, then it made sense. I laughed when she was doing the uh, do-it-yourself Lucille. Uh, for those of you who don't watch Walking Dead, Lucille is a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when she's making that post and wrapping it in barbed wire. That's and, like one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Oh, I it's don't awesome. Know why. And then my very next note was, what the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so explain what the fuck. What the fuck is when they wa- the, the, the cops went to the gas station and started watching the footage. Uh, okay. And, and then it's revealed there <clears throat> is no killer, that it is Marie, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all this shit is in her head. So that was the what the fuck moment for me. And I it carried through, and that's where I'm going plot hole, fucking plot hole. Fucking yeah, that's plot where it hole, just doesn't work. It, doesn't it falls fit apart. And at that point, I wrote, well, instead of Muse, they needed Guns N' Roses to sing Take Me Down to Plot Hole City. <laughs> it, I like how Greg's over there laughing and looking at his phone. <laughs> And didn't watch the movie. Well, he can still enjoy. Take me down to Plot, Plot Hole City. City. So <laughs> that took me to the end of the movie. So let's talk about what didn't work and how I think I have a way that makes it work. Okay. Yay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I think what didn't work for me is there was just way too many details about what did you call him? Stabby McRaperson or something. <laughs> Cover all McRapey. <laughs> Cover all McRapey. Um, I just, you kind of are like, what are you doing in your head, girl? That you have made this person so detailed and so mm-hmm. just out there. I think that was something that kind of threw me off. And then there was just a bunch of, Stuff that, okay, if it was one person and not two people, how did this car chase happen? And how did mm-hmm. these interactions happen? And then how did this, like, tiny little French girl, like, slaughter a whole family? I was just oh, like, but she was this? cut, though. She was, but still, once again, going back to the, is it possible to yeah. smash someone's head off with a cabinet? Once again, not on the first hit, I don't think. Yeah. We'll, we'll try this later. Yeah. We'll try this later. <laughs> We've got some testing to do. Surely it can be done. <laughs> so those are that. That's what bothered yeah, me. Yeah, I think that's what holes. bothered me. Is just yeah. I, I like I said, I've seen this movie a handful of times. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to like I try to I try to watch around it. Right. I try to go that doesn't like that guy in the overalls. This doesn't really exist. So uh, I I I I can just watch around it. I, I enjoy the movie so. I try to just pretend it's not, they're not there. Does that, you know, yeah, no, me? yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. As I said, okay. it's, I think it's a fun movie just cause it doesn't work. So it's still fun to watch and take in. I enjoyed the twist. It really, really caught me off guard. I was not expecting it. And because of that, the fact that it appears they didn't even try to explain it. That's what made me angry initially. Okay. And, So for me, the more I thought about it, the only way this movie works is if this is a story being told completely by Marie. Okay. And I believe it's set up that way because the very first scene takes place in the hospital. They pan over her shoulder and you can see the camera with the red light Mm -hmm. and she's whispering to herself. She's saying, I won't let anyone come between us anymore. I won't let anybody come between us anymore. And then she breaks out of the whisper and says, are they recording? And I think for her, that's showtime. 
And she tells this elaborate story. And I think that's what we see all the way through okay. is this incredibly elaborate story. I do, however, think they showed that video uh, security tape too soon in the movie. They should have saved it for a little bit later because that because that's where it became a little convoluted. And how I feel this works then is that with the director, Alexandra Aha, is such a fan of horror movies and slashers and stuff like that. If you go back and look at this movie, a lot of these scenes are homages mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. other things. So I started looking at it. Okay, so here she is. There's this crazy chick. She's in front of a camera. She's telling this story. So she's filling in all these other areas with things that she's seen before. So we've got Halloween because coveralls make rapey kind of resembles <laughs> Michael Myers with the coveralls and everything else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the movie Joyride <laughs> because he kind of acts like Rusty Nail. Yeah, I can see Joyride. that. Okay. Jeepers Creepers. Same truck. Almost the same truck. If That's you true. compare the yeah. two of them. Yeah. Maniac, the bathroom scene. There's a stocking scene in the film Maniac that is so similar to this one. Okay. Um, Dean Koontz's intensity is covered almost half the movie in this movie. So I can tell there's a lot of influence there. Uh, razor blades are common in a lot of things. Uh, most commonly, Last House on the Left. Okay. There's a movie called Torso where she makes the bed and hides all of her things and stuff like that, which Marie did in this one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. We've got that mm-hmm. final scene. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it I is a scene. That. And then Blue Velvet from Inside the Closet is almost shot for shot yep. with this one. So I'm starting to think, okay, so she's telling this story. And when she needs to elaborate, she's thinking, oh, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. And that's where she fills in all this stuff. And this entire movie is her story directly to the camera. So that's, that's how a good point. That's how this movie works for me. And I almost have to make it do that because otherwise I'll just be angry, angry about <laughs> it. And because I was able to come back and look at it that way, I enjoyed it even that much more. I think if that's what he was going for, which that sounds really plausible, Mm -hmm. but I think if that's what he was going for, I think it would have been really cool, like maybe at the very beginning of the movie or sometime in the movie, maybe to allude to the fact that maybe Marie is a horror fan. Mm -hmm. And so she would have been coming up with all of this stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. if they even like hinted at it like a tiny little Mm -hmm. bit. So then, yeah, yeah, if that makes sense then she would be going back and thinking through all yeah. these movies that she'd seen so maybe if they had put that in there i could have been a lot more forgiving of all the right right because then i just i just felt up. that the comparisons with some of the other movies mm-hmm. the most popular movies that you know we're used to and stuff like that it's just too strong to yeah. not see so like i said that helped me and then jumping back to um the whole masturbation thing yeah yeah let's yeah. talk about is, masturbation again is okay, cool when I mean, she was doing that is when all of this shit went down. Yeah. And to me, this whole thing was not just a physical thing. It was also a sexual mind fuck. Yeah. Going on so that she was not only pleasuring herself that way, but getting her to the point of I'm going to kill a bunch of people. So to me, was it necessary? I don't know. Did it work in with what was going on inside her head? Definitely. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it ruined that scene for me. Damn yeah, it. I'm really I thought sorry. it was a masturbation scene. Well, you know, because she was probably thinking of, you know, getting the head from the yeah. from the severed head, head uh, yeah. at the beginning of the movie. I had something else in my notes that I... Oh, hey, this is a note for you, Maddie. Gratuitous nudity? Yes or no? 
Um, I mean, didn't they just have that one really quick it was, scene? It was her watching Alexia shower, shower yeah. but from the point of view, she was lower. The bathroom was up on the second level, mm-hmm. yet you could see her from the butt up, which means that the shower was like three feet above the floor in the bathroom in order to see it in the window. That they had to work hard to make this happen. Yeah, that's some shitty house planning. Yeah. You can just like sit in your lawn and watch people shower. <laughs> shower. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was that over the top. Okay. To, to where it bothered me. And I think it kind of could talk. My biggest thing about having nudity in a movie is if it doesn't have a place. And I think it kind of did because it just showed more of her mm-hmm. sexual attraction to her Alex. Obsession. Yeah. Because yeah, I think if she was, it just showed a shot of her just sitting up in the cornfield, like looking at the house. Okay. What is she doing? So I think that kind of mm-hmm. just tied it in a little bit better. But as I said, it was also like a, what? Not even a 30 it second was, shot. Yes. So it was quick. Yeah, I don't care. If she would have been running through the woods, tits going all over the place, I probably would have been like, okay, guys. Yeah, (laughs) it probably helped with the the obsession that she Mm -hmm. had with her. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, those those are my notes and how I could justify it so I wouldn't just be pissed at myself for, you know, spending an hour and a half watching it. I do want to – you said something about deja vu at Mm -hmm. the beginning, Mm -hmm. and I think – I had that kind of feeling too but when this movie came out 2005 there was secret window which came out in 2004 Mm -hmm, and then there was a mm -hmm. movie called hide and seek with robert de niro that came out in 2005 and they all had almost the exact same plot twist where it was the main Mm -hmm. character who was Mm -hmm. actually the actually the bad guy so i think that that (laughs) what's going on over there we heard music all of a sudden Sorry, I think it was my phone. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) But it was almost the exact same plot points. I know there was another movie that came out around that time where that was kind of the twist, is that the good guy was actually the bad guy. Uh, Kevin Spacey, Usual Suspects. Is was something that I compared this movie to because okay. Okay. because Kevin Spacey told it from his point of view mm-hmm. and he was a killer all along and all this other stuff and you know what was real what wasn't. So, when did that? What year did that one? Come uh, I couldn't tell you. That okay. was the nineties. That was the was 90s. it nineties? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was yeah. a little bit. So let's give it a rating. And this time we're going to give it three ratings. Okay, you have to remind me of the ratings. Okay, the first one is this. scare factor. Okay. You On a scale of one to ten. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a scare factor. We're gonna do a gore factor, and then overall score. Okay, I mean, I'll start scare wise. For me, is maybe a four. Okay, four. Yeah. All right. I mean, that really. Yeah, I think three or four. It's See, not- for me, I'm gonna rate it a little bit higher because I did have a few jumps in this one. But you guys had seen it before. Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if you rewatched it, of course, it's not gonna be as scary. So I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. Okay. Uh, gore factor. Uh, for gore, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around, I'm gonna sit around an eight. Mm-hmm. I think eight is fair. Okay. Um, I think, uh, four or five. Ooh. Oh, shit. God, I'd hate to see some of the movies you've seen. Yeah. Wow. Um, we will soon. What? Yeah. <laughs> One of the, uh, Why so low, Maddie? Like, is there just, just not, you've seen way more? Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunately a factor. Is it's that not I like have. you saw guts falling out or yeah, anything like that? Like, I feel like there wasn't, like, it wasn't. Like just hoses of blood coming out of mm-hmm. people, but I kind of feel like most of the gore was concentrated in like two separate parts, and that was kind of it. Like you had like the end scene where, mm-hmm. um, kind of the fight scene, and then the chainsaw, mm-hmm. and then you had the 
murder masturbation massacre in the house yeah, right. where okay. so i just felt it was just concentrated in two different parts which okay. is fine but also i'm knocking it down because the effects okay. for the murder house pissed yeah. me off <laughs> that's fair i'm okay. i'm gonna go about a seven on gore factor for me i i had read a note that they actually consulted with uh medical what's the word i'm looking for people who uh, medical specialists okay. on blood sprays and stuff like that, mm-hmm. especially when it came to the chainsaw or not the chainsaw, the, cause it wasn't a chainsaw. What the hell was that thing? It was, uh, like a, cir- it was a radial saw, circular yeah. saw. Yeah. There was a point though in that movie where, when she's hiding in the closet and mm-hmm. uh, she's killing the mom or whatever, right, yep. it literally looks like they just took a little like spray hose and just went like that. <laughs> oh, like it, like it was a jugular vein, like it was up and just, stuff like that. But once um, again, they, they, they said they consulted people on it. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I've never been present to an actual one. So yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I was going to say, why have these people, why have these medical consultants? Oh, and here's a, here's a bit of trivia as well. The, during the circular saw, thing where the blood got all over the camera lens that was a rented camera and <laughs> oh, they, re- they returned it and the next person who rented it contacted the rental place and said we turned the camera sideways and blood came out of it. <laughs> oh shit so that thing got loaded with blood yeah all right let's give it an overall score then one to ten yeah uh, seven seven okay seven i think it's unanimous because i give it a seven i had six on the gore and there se- were seven on the gore six on the scare and I probably went from a five to a seven on overall liking it just because mm-hmm. I did more homework for myself on it. So. Do you uh, recommend this movie to friends? You know what? I do. Yeah. This is something yep, I would I recommend. Would, would you I recommend have. this movie for Greg? I would definitely recommend this one for Greg. <laughs> and, you know, I don't relish not having been able to watch this movie in the time that we had. I'm, I'm bummed because I've been hearing a lot of things about it. Josh, you recommended a lot. And I'm, I want to check it out for sure. So I just want to find the, uh, the spot where I can actually watch the not dubbed version, the actual French version, I guess it was French, wasn't it? The yes. subtitle version. And, yeah. and people online are saying, if you can watch the uncut version, that's the best one to see. Which is what I have. Okay. So if you come down, Greg, I'll give it to you. If you can't find it anywhere else, I'll just hand it oh, to perfect. you. Okay. So I think I've done that before. So yes, um, I think I still have like seven or eight of your movies. That's cool. Uh, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder where they all went. Um, <laughs> So should we do – we did uh, score. Should we do plugs? We Let's do plugs? plugs. Let's do plugs. Greg, you start. Oh, man. Why do I have to start? Because, because we haven't heard your beautiful voice for the last 20 minutes. That's fair. I actually said that because I was stalling so I could get my thing ready. I am Greg the Movie Guy, the best movie reviewer you have never heard of. I write movie reviews with a positive spin over at gregthemovieguy.com. Last week, I posted a special double feature of Ant-Man – and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I've got something special coming this week. I just don't know what it is. So stand by and be surprised. GregTheMovieGuy.com Patrick? Yes, I've got something to say. Help us out. Make sure that you subscribe to the Midnight Frightcast. Head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. The more positive reviews and stars that we get, the higher up on the ladder we go, and we want to build our audience. So... You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, and Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. Uh, so send us some love. You can find the Frightcast uh, on Twitter at mfrightcast. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash midnightfrightcast. Join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash midnightfrightcast. So make sure you get out there 
and you share and you share and you share. Post it on your walls. Tell your friends. Uh, you can also check out our website, Midnight Fright Films. Uh, you can see our films on YouTube, and we're also on Twitter at M Fright Films. Yeah, that group on Facebook is an open discussion group. You can hop on there and talk about anything. Suggest a movie. Suggest a movie. Uh, suggest that you want a topic. Us to watch anything like that. Yeah, topic. Anything. Get in there. Just uh, participate, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about it on the yep. broadcast. We'll talk about anything. Just we just said masturbation for the last five minutes, so <laughs> we'll talk about whatever. Send it all our way. We'll chat about it. The only other thing I got is. This October 12th, 13th, and 14th, you should go to the Prairie Lights Film Festival in Grand Island, Nebraska at the historic Grand Theater. It is a pretty damn good time. They have filled up their lineup. They got 17 hours, I think, of uh, films lined up. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. 17 hours of film to watch over the weekend. So they're working on getting all that uh, together now. It's um, Pretty much a celebration of Nebraska film, yeah. all different genres. It's ten bucks the whole weekend, so it's there's no excuse to not come out. You get a vouchers for popcorn and the soda, all the discounts at all the different restaurants. You can go to the the after party stuff and hang out with filmmakers that like to talk about their shit. And uh, I definitely recommend this for people who are interested in in getting into filmmaking come out there if you don't know where to start there's somebody out there that can point you in the right direction so i definitely recommend just that weekend alone it's it's a it's a pretty damn good time and we'll be out there and mm-hmm. greg's got a movie playing out there so come on out and uh, and, and 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 hang out with the uh, with filmmakers i just got uh reserved my room the other night so nice. i'm excited to get you going. the same one as last time i do Hot tub party in Josh's yeah. room. So my wife never leaves that room. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm going down there for the movies, but I'm gonna go down there and relax. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. Maddie, you so, got anything to plug? I actually do this week. Okay. Um, ah. This isn't totally film related, but it's local artists. Uh, my friends at Rose Garden Funeral are playing on August 19th. That's a Sunday down at the Bourbon Saloon. They start at seven. It's a ten or eleven dollar charge, something like that. Um, they'll be playing with Mind Flight, Beyond the Gray, and others. I will be down there. Come buy me a drink. <laughs> I'm a student. I'm poor. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a good time. So if you're looking for something to do, that's awesome. That. Cool. So I guess uh, wrapping it up, yep. uh, looking at Greg, the movie guy, uh, the doctor of filmonomics. Don't you think I forgot? I did not. Uh, Patrick's <laughs> been upgraded to genius after the high tension review. Woo-hoo. So the genius of everything. And uh, I'm Josh and the voice of reasons to my left. That's Maddie. Uh, that's it for the Midnight Breakfast. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Later. Uh,